0: Today's episode of Jam Session is brought to you by Hotel Tonight. If you're like me and you're not so great at planning ahead, you have to try Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight is an app that helps you find amazing hotel deals at the last minute up to seven days in advance. It's perfect for a spontaneous getaway or indulging in a little staycation. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe. So what are you waiting for? Get in on these killer last minute deals and download the Hotel Tonight app now.
1: Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Litvin. I'm Amanda Dobbins. A lot of hot goss this week. It's a big one. There's there's Malia at Lala Palooza. Can't wait. There's the breakup of Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt. This is really sad. We're, I hope we have some time carved out for this one. There's a new reality show, A of The Hills, called Siesta Key. It's Laguna slash The Hills, yes. right? It's if Laguna and The yes. Hills were merged together and then it's transported a real- to a lesser coast. Yeah, I got a lot of thoughts on Florida. Yeah, um, and to start, got to follow up on this Angelina Jolie business. Part two. We're so lucky. This is the story that keeps on giving. It and is. Thank you to Vanity Fair. Explain what's happened since we were last year. Yeah. Here. So, nutshell, I think when we talked about the piece last, uh, last episode, yeah, a couple two weeks, weeks ago, ago,
0: um, you know, the Vanity Fair profile focuses. On a new movie that Angelina has coming out on Netflix in September, um, which is about Cambodia and the- Her son's an executive producer. Yes. And it's about Cambodia and about the Khmer Rouge. Yes. And I think, you know, it's funny. We actually didn't talk that much about the scandal. I think you and I were sort of-
1: we We're more into the mechanics of the, of the yes. profile.
0: And I think we were both literally kind of generally uh, skeptical- about the way the film was being presented and the way that Angelina was uh presenting herself in relationship to the film, I think you had yeah. it right that it was kind of a savior complex narrative, yeah, um, but we didn't really go into
1: it, correct, which many people pointed out to me was was irresponsible or ins- I don't
0: know you know i if, i don't I'm not gonna go with irresponsible here since we podcasted, yes, a certain passage has uh come into has become quite
1: controversial yes
0: and it was about the making of the film and particularly how they found the children who uh starred in the film and the article describes an audition process that i mean frankly it doesn't sound great no it it doesn't it it sounds less than great it sounds bad yeah um well i'll read it it says the casting directors set up a game rather disturbing in its realism they put money on the table and asked the child to think of something she needed the money for uh, the director would pretend to catch the child and then the child would come up with a lie and the the article makes the point of saying that it's um children who'd experience hardship in orphanages
1: in what they call slum schools in Cambodia so that's not great no um it's basically like let's see how good you are at being a criminal
2: yeah
0: it's also i think kind of inflicting some putting children in some sort of psychological Absolutely. situation that um, they've already been through a lot. Yeah, like who already have now, trauma. Now, here's the thing. You know, th- in the article, the next paragraph talks about kind of the psychological consequences uh, of this film for everyone in Cambodia, and they talk at great length about how uh, it was traumatic for a lot of people making the film, and they had a therapist on set, and, um, you know, I that seems... That's kind of what happens when you do these things, and I, I don't think I have enough information to decide whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Me neither. Whether you should not make the movie, right. because it's difficult for people. Whether you should not include um, the people of Cambodia in it, because it's traumatic. I mean, it is their story. This is not a podcast that is about like morality and art. Uh, I think all we're united on is that we hope that the children were treated well, and that this questionable. We don't have a lot of information is kind of what I would say. Yes. It doesn't sound great.
1: Correct. It doesn't sound great is kind of the most important part for our purposes right now. Not to not to discount what happened, but that is sort of the crux of what follows is that it didn't sound great. Yeah. People
0: on the internet responded to that and Angelina Jolie's camp responded to that. And so they, as celebrities or want to do, sent a statement asking, very fair, Angelina Jolie's lawyers, we should specify, Yes, sent a statement asking for a clarification and um, a retractment. And their demands are uh, pretty intense. And then as a result of that, I'm sorry, first they issued a statement to the Huffington Post. Right. Being like, this is not what happened. Cor- right. This is incorrect. And as a result of that, Vanity Fair... Uh, made their really unusual move of publishing the transcript of the interview in full.
1: Yeah, and also a statement of, like, we stand by this. Yes. Which, I mean, has a couple effects, one
0: of them being like the Vanity Fair and Angelina Jolie uh, relationship is, like, over. It's over. That's a wrap. And it kind of confirms what we were talking about a bit in the last podcast of, like, it seems like they weren't very happy with what they got. Right. Also, um,
1: did you read that we were like, why do they publish this at this random time on a Wednesday? Yes. And apparently the article was accidentally sent out to other Condé Nast magazines who then, like, m- referenced it. Yes. I think it was Vogue referenced it or something yes. on Vogue.com. There was a big Condé Nast leak, and it it was people were not happy. Yeah, yes. so then Correct. they had to publish it sooner than they had been planning as a result. Yeah, I think it was a day early, yeah. which is still kind of... Still this, annoying. I'd be pissed that happened here. Yeah, it wasn't great. I would, We relaunched too. the site today, and if someone yesterday was like, congrats to The Ringer on their relaunch, I'd be pissed. I agree. Um, so there was a lot of drama... Um, both internally and then kind of on the internet about this. And, and Vanity Fair was was pro- proven to be correct, the way she described it or the way that they wrote about it was what was in the transcript.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I think that's true. I think having read it, they definitely put the worst possible gloss on it. Yes. Um, and, you know, it's just a couple phrases, uh, which I, you know, can highlight. I think the phrase is rather disturbing in its realism it, in the interview, Angelina Jolie clarifies that she doesn't think "slum schools" is a very nice term, but that's what they call it. Uh, they, this is an accurate but unflattering portrait right. of what has gone on, and I can just imagine the number of people and, like, candidly lawyers who were playing with the language to uh, make it accurate but unflattering. Like, this right. is definitely very calculated, uh, which is not to justify the situation or pick sides but just to say that it, i thought it was slightly less damning than everybody else did
1: yeah i mean i guess me too we didn't talk about it as yeah. like yeah no i'm sorry
0: art, right? i oh. meant like the transcript in
2: the oh. interview oh, oh, was oh. like
0: less damning of like angelina jolie's
1: lying right um right they just tried to make it seem like i think of what happened was this is what happens so often like when celebrities ask for a retraction or a clarification yeah. their lawyers are the ones who write it and like lawyers write in a very like formal way way that is not reflective of like the kind of like conversational tone you're expecting. So then it makes them just look worse when they're actually just kind of using their own legal recourse, which they are right or entitled to do.
0: Yeah. And I would say the other thing that was interesting in all this is that I have no idea whether this is true or what Angelina Jolie is saying is true. I wasn't there. And again, kind of my reluctance to weigh in further on this is that we don't have enough information. All Mm -hmm. we have is what Vanity Fair wanted you to know about this situation, which is, I think worth considering. Um, But the the statement does go out of its way to talk about the different ways in which the situation that the children were in. It at least attempts to provide more information, uh, which I think is useful if we're going to have this conversation further. Sure. Like, I still don't really think we have enough information to judge what goes on.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, So,
0: yeah, it is funny. It's obviously this Vanity Fair, like, quote one. Um. It's interesting. My first reaction was, I wonder how other
1: publicists will respond to this. Uh-huh. Like, will they want to work with Vanity Fair?
0: Yeah. Because uh, if you see that and you can kind of see how quickly they will clap back, right? I think it might make, I don't know, it would make me slightly more reluctant about the terms under which sure. I agreed to do something. Um, Definitely. It's interesting in a moment where magazines are so dependent on access. You don't see this very often. Right. I can't think of the last time that this happened. Where the
1: magazine clapped back like that? Yeah. Me neither. Um, let's try to think of a, the, another example. Let's see. Of like a dispute. I don't know. I don't know. It's usually also like the, what celebrities get usually most mad about is photos. They're like suing over photos being taken down. It's not usually a quote.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Which again is I think just indicative of how important this particular moment is to kind of Angelina Jolie's rebranding that she yeah. kind of got involved, got involved in it because the reality is the smartest strategy is usually just to stay quiet. Yeah. On. Ignore and move on. Like don't address, you know, yeah. ignore the haters.
1: Um It probably felt so much more personal though because of the way she, she, the, the way the article positioned it as like something that she did with her son and going back to like this country that she has a connection with. Sure. Like I think that probably made it, if I were her, it would feel a lot worse because of those factors
0: yeah absolutely and also if you're trying to tell a story and then you know I I still we don't know what her intent is with this movie and I think we're a little skeptical of it but also like I'm not making a movie about uh these issues so wouldn't even (laughs) try
1: like exactly so definitely interesting it's like almost more interesting for Vanity Fair than it is for Angelina Jolie like the whole kind of saga
0: Yeah, you know, I think um, Alyssa Berznak, who writes for The Ringer, made a good point, which is just, like, they're very clearly cutting ties. um, And they've made a decision to do that. She referenced a Tom Cruise piece where Mm. they kind of made the same decision of this is not someone that we need to be associated with anymore, and it's not worth the trouble. um, Is kind of clearly what they're thinking. It's interesting. I'm curious to see who their next five covers are. Right. Well, I, you know their next five covers are booked. Though I, get, someone could certainly pull out. But I'm curious to see kind of in a year, like who's on the
1: January cover.
0: Yeah, exactly. heading into Oscar season, um, because it's hard. Totally. I I would not I would not sign up for this kind of this kind of treatment.
1: So, do you think the people will like insist on Q and A as the way that GQ style does it now? Like, is that one way to get around it for them?
0: Well, I mean, I don't think so because. As soon as you're on the record, it can go wrong. Right. It's true. <laughs> Which is like what we've learned. And you know, I want to be clear again, we have no idea what happened and I like again, this situation even in Angelina Jolie's words does sound questionable. Um so I like I don't want to I don't want it to be seen like we're not taking this seriously. Oh yeah, of course. Um but yeah, I think that there are there are ways to edit a Q&A that are just as... Sure, you can cut stuff out. Yeah, absolutely. Ellipsis here, ellipsis there. Also, just someone can get you to say something. A very good interviewer can get you to say something in the context of, you know, conversation that is on the record. Right. And, like, you can try to get that back, but it doesn't usually happen.
1: <laughs> good luck.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just kind of... We talk about this a lot, right? If you are a celebrity and you have social media um, and you can access people directly and promote things your own way why would you give it to right. another? Why would you go to a third party and lose right. control? And the only reason, too, is because they can take beautiful photographs um, that make you look cool, <laughs> which is still very hard to do and costs a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so if you can kind of get someone else to do that, and th- then it's worth it. But, yeah. I don't know.
1: It's interesting. Totally. I just don't know, like, what's next for Angelina and Jolie, too. I'd just be pit. I would want everyone to leave me alone. I'd just be like, I don't need this bullshit.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. I, but I think the only reason she did this cover story in the first place, clearly, is is to pro- promote this movie. Yeah. Um, her Netflix film. Her Netflix film. And I suppose also, listen, the cynical view is that she's releasing this Netflix movie at this time because it does some sort of image revamp. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure that thought has crossed her mind. Um you know, I think the uncynical view is everyone's talking about this and this other thing and sure. I want to protect my children from it and I'm going to do this thing. I, I'm sure it's both like humans are complicated.
1: Yeah, totally. But I,
0: if I were her, I would also not want to do anything Me anymore. Neither.
1: I just would be done with, with the publicity. Yeah. She the, doesn't really need it. Hope she's, hope she's made good investments so she doesn't even really need to work. Lots of money coming in for all her
0: kids. We you know that she paid $25 million for a home, so That's she's true. got
1: that. That's true. She's yeah. got, got that cash. Yeah. I think. I don't know how celebrity mortg- we mortgages We didn't find work. any
0: clarification on her mortgage versus cash I, on hand. I
1: need to look that up, actually. Okay. Maybe I'll do a reported story on celebrity mortgages. That wouldn't, would be great. Wouldn't it be cool to be a mo- mortgage broker for celebrities?
0: I guess so, but you couldn't, talk? Like? You, you couldn't talk to anyone about it, right? I guess not.
1: I would love... It's like... I don't know. I just would love to know all, all the financials If there. you're
0: going to do reporting on Angelina Jolie's financials, could you look into what's happening with Chateau Miraval sure. and
1: specifically Miraval Rosé? I can't find answers. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's not being made anymore?
0: Well, it's they're selling the estate and oh. the winery is on the estate. Oh. Are you considering buying it? Um, if you have the $12 million to lend me. I'll I think it's 13 it. I have a million of my own. I'm just kidding. I'll no. See, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Um, you need a
1: wealthy benefactor like in great expectations. I need a wealthy benefactor for a lot of things. But yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Farewell, we Angelina, Angelina. Yeah, do we need to
0: declare a winner? No.
1: No winners. No winners here. Yeah. We are all losers except for those of us who like to read gossip on the internet. Then that's kind of a win. Yeah, that's true. But I I don't I don't wish ill upon any anyone involved here. I don't either. Okay, next. Hot topic. Malia Obama went to Lollapalooza this weekend, and she was rolling around in the grass. My number one thought about this. Yes. A lot of open space for her to be in. They must have cordoned off a section for her, which then leads me to wonder, who was filming this? Who got close enough to film it?
0: Well, so the footage I saw on TMZ was kind of, there was a tent in the picture. Yes. So it seemed like she was very much off to the side
1: from the main. Probably in like a Secret Service designated area.
0: Do you think that's it? Or maybe she just...
1: Was kind of overwhelmed by crowds or VIP. I, you know, my Do 19 first year olds get overwhelmed by crowds. I would have. Once I went to Lollapalooza once. Did you? Have you ever been? No, I went once because I went to college in Chicago. I saw Amy Winehouse perform. It was like her last performance oh in America. God. It was really cool. R.I.P. Wow. I love her. Yeah. Um, she was not in great shape, but it was still awesome. Yeah. Uh, and and Daft Punk was the headliner. And oh, I was like, "Why so, is everyone oh, wow. on drugs?" I was, <laughs> I was not on drugs. So That was quite a year that you went. Yeah, oh wow. seven. It was a, a different time. Oh my God, it was ten years Remember ago. Remember
0: when we were young? I would never go this, to a music festival. This podcast now, got really ever. dark. I'm sorry, everyone. It's okay. All right, oh, Malia, You
1: know what is not. dark? Malia seemed like she had a great. time. She was having a great time. So the Killers were playing. Mr. Brightside was, was the song. Yeah. So
0: it seems like it definitely seems
1: like the last. I mean, first of all, if you're the Killers,
0: you're closing every set with Mr. Brightside. Don't even play. Sure. Second Do you like av-
1: the Killers? Of course. Okay,
0: I was young once, in circa two thousand seven, um, or four or five or whenever that album came out. Remember the jacket with the feathers? I loved that Brandon yes, Flowers cool. moment. Um, so it seems like the very end of the set. Yes. So maybe she's trying to get away early, yeah. in order to no. You just think she's in a
1: VIP area? Yeah. I don't know why I'm being
0: so naive about this. I, I
1: just so that just really makes me wonder who took this video. Like who's the who's the asshole? So personal anecdote. Yes. Went to the TCA awards over the weekend. Yes. And um Sterling K Brown from This Is Us and The People versus O.J. Simpson, yes, sang a duet with um Kristen Chenoweth, a song from Wicked. It was incredible. It was very, Oh, so he's a theater person. He yeah, I guess started that way. Okay. At the beginning of it, he's like no cameras, right? Like kind of joking but also kind of not, like he wanted to be like a safe space. And then I saw there was like a Twitter video of it. And I was like that's just not okay yeah like some people just you could you know have it for your personal archives i certainly photographed this for good performance i mean video videoed it it was great but like can't you just have it for yourself do you have to share it do you have to put malia on front street like that so
0: i was thinking about this in about malia and kind of the line here because obviously we are a podcast that uh benefits from photographs of celebrities and and instagram and twitter and gossip you know we traffic in this I we do for the most part keep it to people who are trying to make money off of their fame. Yeah. And if you are trying to make money off your fame, then you are fair game yeah. because like that is this is the business exchange. Agreed. This is how it works in 2017. Malia Obama is not trying to make money off of her fame. Not at all. She is honestly just trying to have a last bit of fun before she has to go to Harvard, where fun goes to die. <laughs>
1: And that's the University of Chicago, Amanda. Come on. It's where she's from. (laughs) No, but she starts at Harvard in a few weeks. So this is her last
0: hurrah. You're right. And then it's all over for her. And she has to like spend a winter in Boston with Harvard nerds. So let the woman have some fun in peace. I completely agree. That said, no one is living a better life than Malia rolling around in the grass, listening to Mr. Brightside. That is the only way that you should be listening to Mr. Brightside at Lollapalooza. I am proud of her. This gives me... I'm inspired by it. I like, I endorse her behavior so thoroughly, and I'm thrilled to know that she's out in the world doing this. And also, also, leave her alone.
1: I liked her outfit a lot. She was wearing like some kind of t shirt tucked into high waisted jeans, and she's got legs for days. But I liked it because I thought she looked cute and like feminine without being slutty. And I think that like young girls of America dress really sluttily.
0: Wow. They do. We're just really, really going in today. They do. The honesty's coming out. So, again, and I feel bad knowing this because Malia should get to be a private citizen now, but there have been photographs of her, paparazzi photos of her going to and from her internship at the Weinstein Company. Mm. She can dress. The looks amazing. I mean, she's got a a really well dressed mom. Yeah, but it's, I mean, she has her own specific. Kind of like young child does the '70s look. Yeah, it's great. She's got a youthful look that just works for her. She is doing great, I know. and Support I'm her. I as a person am thrilled to know about it, and I take inspiration from it. But as a professional, I think that we just all need to let her roll around in the grass to Mr. Brightside in peace. She seems cool as shit. She seems really cool. It's almost intimidating. Totally. Yeah. I'd be intimidated by her. I did not have this all figured out at 19, which I think
1: I've said about her before, but. I was incredibly awkward at 19. Yeah. Oh my God. She's she's light years ahead of where I was at that age. Anyway, Godspeed. Yeah, totally. I wish her the best. I hope there's no cameras at Harvard. There's definitely going to be. I mean, how do does... people don't go outside? How does so... a child of a president survive the Snapchat lifestyle, though? I
0: don't. I mean, that's true and it's hard. I don't understand how any. Young people survive being nineteen Neither. and having it all like recorded. I know for even posterity.
1: even when I text some things now, like that are totally like not that sensitive or like that like important or like risque or even like confidential. I'm like nervous about it, kind of. But like I have, no, but like I have nothing really that could people would be that interested in if I ever got hacked. But I just feel like teens they put everything that everything they ever thought or felt and every like weird picture on, into a text message. If
0: someone had been able to video my college experience, I I wouldn't be sitting here today. I would just be, I would be mortified. I would have died from embarrassment. So I, I don't, I guess I respect all the teens who are making it through every day with their stuff, with their exploits put on the internet and they're surviving. I couldn't do it. I guess. I now
1: it's, 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 it's tough for it's teens. Fine. Um, I don't know where Malia Obama stayed when she was in Chicago. Maybe they have a home there. But Mm -hmm. could she have potentially used Hotel Tonight? (laughs) What a segue! Let's talk about Hotel Tonight. So I'm usually kind of a planner, especially when it comes to traveling. But there's this app called Hotel Tonight that's been making me rethink things. I know you guys have heard about it, but basically, Hotel Tonight teams up with great hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, which means are always incre- there are always incredible deals available. And these aren't last resort places. They're cool, top-rated hotels you actually want to stay in. Not to mention, they have a ton of awesome partner hotels in many different countries, so Hotel Tonight can help you find a great hotel almost anywhere. Whether I want to spend the weekend away on a whim or book myself a staycation at a cool local place... Hotel Tonight is helping me be just a little bit more spontaneous. You never know when I'm just going to have a staycation on the west side, you know? Maybe Manhattan Beach, maybe Giuliani Santa Reserva. Monica. Thanks, Amanda, maybe. Labor Day weekend, perhaps? Who knows? You can even book up to a week in advance, so it's not just for last-minute get- getaways. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe. See for yourself. Download Hotel Tonight app now. Okay, Amanda, hottest topic of the week. We need to DTR A breakup. Yeah, this On one's a, sad, a Ferris. This is a this is Chris a bit Pratt. of a
0: downer podcast, and I feel bad for that. But you know, like jam session represents the spectrum of, of human emotion. experience, absolutely. And some days it's a
1: down week. I recently had a Lyft driver who told me not to not to apologize for how I felt. Um, didn't appreciate him saying that to me. However, I do think that's true for this podcast. You know, sometimes it's, sometimes the news isn't happy. Yeah. And this week, we are not happy that Anna Ferris and, and uh, Chris Pratt broke up. Okay, so there are several things to discuss here, and I'd
0: okay. like to, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do the method of announcement? Do you want to do the method. theories? Do method. you want to do, okay, method. We'll start there. Uh, News broke Sunday evening, yes. shortly after Game of Thrones, yes. East which, Coast time. Which is um, definitely a strategic
1: choice to bury it among other yes. blogging I about mean, Game of Thrones. Why not, spoiler alert let your biggest personal information go when there's like a huge dragon fight and a potentially dead Lannister.
0: Yeah, it was very smart. And I, as a person who edits things on the internet, was definitely distracted and was not able to give it my immediate full attention. Yes, you were
1: You were late to the slot conversation because you were editing. Yes. You know, duty first.
0: Yeah. Like someone on Game of Thrones. I don't know which one. Um, totally what Jamie would say. Oh, good. He's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, I like the Lannisters. Come at me. So, l- Sunday night, Anna Ferris tweets and puts on Facebook and Instagram all across across platforms, as they say, a screenshot of a text message that she sent. Yes, it was blue. It was blue, so it was an iMessage. It was an iMessage, a sent text message. The um, it's unclear. It was not specified who she was sending it to, and in that in that text message was their statement of divorce. The statement via text message screenshot read. We are sad to announce we are legally separating. We tried hard for a long time and we're really disappointed. Our son has two parents who love him very much. And for his sake, we want to keep this situation as private as possible moving forward. We still love each other and will always cherish our time together. Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt. So, all right. Who is she
1: sending the text message to? Chris Pratt is my, my That's guess. That's your guess. Yes. You think they're still. I think it's like an indication like this is out. I've sent it. Interesting. Yeah. But she technically hasn't sent it yet. She has to send it,
0: and then she's like, I'm going to send this, and then sends it. Is it possible she sent it to herself? I don't know. Can you do I actually don't know whether you can technically do that on an iPhone. I haven't tried it in a long time since I've had
1: an iPhone, but you could in the past text yourself. You can.
0: Oh, Tate says you can. Okay, so the options so far are: she sent it to Chris Pratt, she sent it to Anna Faris, she sent it to her publicist. My theory is a publicist, and it could be either her publicist for approval, or it could be Chris's publicist for approval. Mm. Uh, It is true that shortly after she posted these, it went up. The same message went up on Chris Pratt's Facebook page. Pratt, 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 and I assume other platforms. Um, Chris Pratt would use Facebook. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. So I, I'm i thinking publicist. Okay. I'm thinking, like, this is the final statement. We've agreed on it. Is it go time? And then she sends it. Do you think that she's – I always wonder on something like this, or when people – when celebrities write, like, extremely long Instagram messages, are they just typing in the app? Or are they typing somewhere else and copy and pasting?
1: It's recently come to my attention that some people do really long text messages. I have a three-sentence rule. Okay. Is- like, really, very rarely does your text need to be more than three sentences. I would agree with that. But, like, some people just write really long messages. Well, people don't email anymore. So people just use text I messages I like email. Emails. Please keep it to email. I do, too. But, you know, it is
0: very – I have, like, a code of what belongs in email I and what share. belongs in text. And it's personal to me, and I've never shared it with anyone. And wow. I get furious when anyone violates it also, break which, your I'm, code. which I'm told is how I communicate in general. But it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I guess some
1: people are just like – I only text and emails are text now. For me, I think the main difference is what kind of job you have. If you have a job where you're at a computer all day, then I think you're very email heavy. Yeah. If you don't, then I think you text a lot. Yeah. Like, I guess that's in my dabbling with the athlete industry, right. of like people who are are athletes or are mm-hmm. agents or work in marketing mm-hmm. or like work at any of like a company like that is athlete dependent. Mm-hmm. They are all text message all, everything.
0: I do also wonder whether like. Since we have Slack, yeah. you know we have an instant message component of our yes. work as well. There's, there's sure, but there's <laughs> ditto 100. Um, percent There's very clearly kind of something that something that needs more time an goes in- to email, yeah. something instant that goes to Slack, and I think something that needs more time in general goes on email, and something that is more instant can go via text message. What so which is interesting that this is a text message, right? And so this is kind of the evolution. For a long time, any important celebrity statement was made by a notes app, a yeah, screenshot of app. a notes app. And I believe that Taylor Swift, exclude me from this narrative. Honestly, a really, really the most iconic notes app moment. Um, Kevin Kevin
1: Durant was an early user of the
0: notes app as well. Oh, interesting. Yes. Very early. Um, So this is the first sent text message uh, public statement that I have seen. I don't know whether we want to get into the semantics of it. It may be just kind of like, I'm going to send a text. I'm going to, I'm going to get this over with. I want this. I don't want to dwell on this. We're moving on. Um, that's kind of how I read it. I'm possibly reading into it way too much. I think I was just kind of like, this is how they communicated. And this was the easiest way to go about it.
1: I'm going to stick with it. I think she sent it to Chris Pratt. Okay. And they haven't spoken. They haven't communicated anyway, but text for a little while. I don't even think they're texting at this point.
0: It's just really sad. Yeah. It's really sad. So, all right, let's go. We're but we're both team Anna, right? Definitely. Yeah. Can I share my personal Anna Farah story? Yes. Um, I many years ago I think almost five years ago wrote a story about Anna Faris for um, New York magazine not to be confused with the actually really important New Yorker profile Mm. of Anna Faris by Tad Friend in 2011 I did not write that one Uh, and that one's really good and you should go read it because it's kind of it's about uh, female comedians in Hollywood Um, it's it's very funny to read now actually Mm. because many things have changed and many things haven't and you can kind of control, replace like sure. Bridesmaids and, you know, Rough Night and whatever into the sure. uh, the movies that are listed. Um but I did a piece after this that was not as good uh on Anna Ferris and I think it was my first time in LA and so I had flown here and then was gonna do we had a lunch interview and I was taking the red eye back that night. So I checked out of the hotel. I had not been to L.A. that often. I didn't really know kind of anything. And I guess I was younger and looked really clueless. So we had a perfectly nice interview at lunch. She was really lovely. And then we ended up going to the bathroom at the same time oh, as we God. were leaving. Awful. And so I, I she says to me, I, like, I'm in the bathroom washing my hands. And she was kind of like, what are you doing now? Because she's a nice person. Yeah. Which not everyone is. And I must have looked, like, clueless and terrified. And I was kind of like, well, you know, I'm, I'm meeting a friend later. I was just kind of like... Drive around. I like, I don't know what I said, and I, but I remember what she said, which was, do you want to come to my house and drink wine? <laughs> Let me tell you, I did. Was and Chris Pratt there? No, he was doing Guardians at the time, um, but I went to her house. I was honestly there for like four hours. Did they have a kid yet? They did. I met the kid. I got the tour of the whole house. Amazing. Where she was just it? Poured, uh, it's in, it was in Laurel Canyon. Cool. It was really lovely. She showed me everything. We drank a lot of wine. Her wine pour is like gigantic. Wow. She let me put much of it on the record so that my story would be decent. Oh, my God. Uh, What a lovely lady. She is really lovely. Uh, Like a genuine person, as nice as everyone says that she is in various profiles.
1: And I feel really sad. That's really sad. Yeah. The consensus among the people who work at The Ringer is that he got buff and famous and that broke their relationship. Can
0: I read a quote from the New Yorker piece? Not mine. um, That was very telling along this. So this was written in 2011. Okay. April 11, 2011 issue. When Pratt tidies the house, he often finds discarded scripts with cover notes offering his wife a million dollars, which to Pratt, a regular on the NBC sitcom Parks and Recreation, seems like a lot of money. Ferris calls such parts, quote, the girl or, quote, bounce card rolls, after the reflective sheet that softens the light around an actor because the whole job is to giggle, simper, and coo. Anyway, it goes on from there and it talks about how it's hard to find a good role for women in Hollywood, yada yada. But I really found the thought of the Chris Pat million dollars, talking it like one about million. the post-it notes with yeah. one million dollars to a reporter very telling given where Chris Pratt is now, which is the star of uh Guardian to the Galaxy. Yes. a Millionic World. Yes, like m- multiple multi million dollar franchises. And
1: the horrible film Passengers, which I didn't see. Yes, that was so bad. Do we want it? Do we want to talk about JLO? The rumor is that maybe they had an affair. I don't buy it. I think it's I don't really buy it either. It's B. She does not seem like a husband stealer to me.
0: I think the rumor is founded on a series of very awkward photographs of Anna Faris and Jennifer Lawrence greeting each other oh. on the red carpet that's of again, The Passengers. I'm, I would
1: seem awkward with most people. Anna Faris
0: is awkward all the time. That's yeah. kind of her shtick. She makes those faces that's part of what Yeah. Um, makes her funny. So I think it was more just general awkwardness than you know, I don't know. I it doesn't make a, it doesn't add up to me.
1: Mm.
0: I'm with you I think he's just he's traveling all the time shooting these films and she you know is here on a CBS sitcom how old are they she's 40
1: she is yes
0: which I didn't know until I googled last night I would have said she was just kind of you know 35 36 I she's like maybe 40 maybe they got married young he's younger they did they got married I think they sort of they met at someone else's wedding oh cool no they met on the set of a film but they decided to get married at someone else's wedding and kind of did it pretty quickly I think um, is either one of them Canadian? That's a great question. I think the answer is no because I've looked this up before. <laughs> Chris Pratt does seem Canadian. Yes, he does,
1: doesn't he? Because he's so nice. He seems Canadian. Yeah, no, he's an, he's American. I think they both are, but I've looked this up before. I've I've once gotten I was once like, Chris Pratt's Canadian. I'm positive. <laughs> he's not. He's American. Yeah. <laughs> I wish he was Canadian. We could send him back because I'm upset. I was really into Everwood. Did you ever watch that show? I did. I mean, he's like the lovable idiot brother who starts dating the, like, nerdy girl and convinces her she's beautiful. I mean, he was kind of, like, a dumb Pacey in a post-Pacey world, and it really worked for him. Wow. yeah, that's what he was. He locked... Uh, um, What's her name? Sarah Drew, now on Grey's Anatomy. She played Hannah. Yeah. And she, he locked her in the bathroom naked and was like, look at yourself. You're so beautiful. It was like... Like six to, or no, how old was I for everyone? I guess I was in high school. I was really, I was like, this is incredible. What a great moment. Dumb Pacey seems just like a good description of him in general. Dumb Pacey? Yeah. Totally. He's dumb Pacey. Um, Unfortunately, I've been revisiting Dawson's Creek. I don't know what's wrong with me. Bored this summer. And Pacey's still great. Oh, I thought you were going to say that Pacey is terrible. No. Now that, thank God. I mean, unfortunately, like for myself, no, that no, I no, still
0: no, no, think no. that. But, you know, I do feel like we we re-watch a lot of the romantic comedies yeah. and teen shows and everything that, like, you know, even Sex in the City. Like now I'm an Aiden person, which is, I'm not. I'm not. I'm still Mr. Big, but I can finally sympathize sure. with the Aiden thing, which means you can just, like, put me on a glacier because I'm about to die. Th- I'm so old. But I, I was afraid it was going to be like no. Pacey's bad now and we the should all like is, Dawson.
1: And that's too far. The thing about Pacey is that. He's not that bad of a bad boy. Yeah. We were we 16. No, but I, I'm just saying that he, yeah, he's just, uh, he's just a completely unrealistic, wonderful okay. character. I don't know. The thing about watching Dawson's Creek that's so tough for me is I was so so into it and there used to be this website called dawsonscreekmusic.com like the beginning of the of the internet that listed every song and every scene mm-hmm. and I like memorized every song that was in every scene and like I have like these like sonic cues and they, had, me, they had to replace all of the music because of licensing oh no so it's so unpleasant like it's like it's like nails scraping on a chalkboard for me because I just get really upset give
0: me three songs that have not been in the show that you were really upset about
1: two beds in a coffee machine okay <laughs> by savage garden oh my god okay keep going I'm so do I ask this? Um, God, this year's love also gone. Wow. From the season four premiere. Wow. When Joey and Pacey get back from their trip. Okay. And then, I mean, the the hardest one is the theme song is gone. What? Yeah, the theme song is gone. There's no I don't want to wait. You mean they couldn't get Paul no. and clearance? Too expensive, apparently. You are kidding me. I you. swear. What is the damn point it's, of Dawson's Creek without, I don't want to wait. It's so awful. I, and like, it's kind of hard to fast forward on Netflix effectively. Yeah. So I, I just let it play. It's very fr- It's very awful. What do they have maybe instead? It's Moodle, I can't remember. Uh, a song by Janice Ian called Days Like These. It's really bad. If you, if you, anyone wants to talk about all of the music ever played on either Dawson's Creek or Felicity I'm available. I know I know every song.
0: I just, what is the point of spending all the money on Dawson's Creed if you can't get the theme song to the wor- go with
1: it? The worst, we'll get back on track, but the worst music replacement in WB network history mm-hmm. is Felicity on Hulu. Um, at the end of season two, Ben and Felicity get back together. He goes and he tracks down. It's not a time machine. It's a, it's, it's not a film canister. It's a time machine. They watch this Charlie Chaplin film they're supposed to watch the first time he fled and they're on top of a roof and ice cream by Sarah McLachlan is supposed to play okay and it's gone and it's like that's like that's (laughs) like the real for the real Ben and Felicity heads like that's the most important moment and it's (laughs) gone it's so upsetting I can't it's just awful (laughs) I feel like I didn't give you
0: the reaction to Sarah McLachlan that you wanted there, and I'm sorry, no, but okay. I just, like, heard Sarah McLachlan, and I was like, wow,
1: okay. I mean, Sarah McLachlan's the official Chantous of Felicity. It's true. That's very true. That one of the greatest monologues is also about yeah. Felicity. I Here. feel like this
0: is actually not that sorry. off topic because we need to talk about Siesta Key.
1: <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. So
0: let's just say, like, we're very sad about yeah. Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt, and we support you, Anna Ferris. 100%. I, yeah. I
1: think I'm also just realizing that I recently had a dream about Joshua Jackson. Okay. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> A, lot. a lot's coming out. We're out right of now. deep
0: work right now. But yes, Siesta Key.
1: Yes. So Siesta Key is a new show on MTV Monday mm-hmm. nights at 10 PM. Yes. It's an hour. I personally feel feel an hour too long. And it's like um shot in the exact same style as the Hills on Laguna Beach. Yes. Um, same like Instagram filter of a camera and same uh, setup. Same setup, group of friends, love triangles, some rich, some not, parties, summer. Do you like me? Do you like her? That's it. There's another party.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's even being marketed marketed as this generations Laguna or the hills and in an attempt to get you people
1: like you and me to watch. Yes. And, and it guess, guess what? Out. Successful. Yeah. I also did a deep dive. Oh, there's this whole scandal with them. Do we even talk about this? Go, please. There was a, during the premiere last week, um there was like a boycott of it because there's a video of the main guy named Alex. Yes. Uh who sucks? Who sucks? There's a video of him with friends. He, he's not the perpetrator, but they're like torturing a jackhead, a, a jackhammer shark. Oh, no. So the like, animal he's cruelty like, people got yeah, involved? Oh, yes. boy. That's yikes. So
0: there was like, and he's really into fishing. Okay. So are they just mad at him? Is fishing something that you can get in trouble for with? animal cruelty people Uh, apparently if if you don't
1: i think if you what happened was the 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 shark was like flapping around like in the wake of the boat Um, it was pretty bad yeah it was bad that's not nice but anyway it was kind of like a weird note that it began with but anyway the show episode one was good i think episode two was was better certainly answered you know you didn't have to do as much exposition yeah you can just kind of get into like the fighting right the thing is, this show the lead is a man, basically. Uh, also, his father funded the show, and I have since learned is a local celebrity in the state of Florida. One mm-hmm. eight hundred ask Gary. He's the f- if, if you're in Florida and you're listening, he found he funded and produced the show. His son is like the star and like the rich kid and like the hot guy, but um, all of the women are really like what what matters, and it's all basically about. it's it about women fighting with each other? That's there's true. there's even been one girl punched who had to get plastic surgery as a result. Yes. That was intense. It was really, really intense. Also, I mean, I don't want to
0: step on the segment that you're about to hear, sure. but it it is worth pointing out that the two villains thus far in this show are named Juliet and Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> Juliet spelled with two T's and two E's. That's true. I, I can't say anything about Amanda. They spelled it correctly. It's
1: not her fault. I've should- never met a good Amanda. Well, this girl, it's not her fault because she picked her didn't pick her own name, but that's yeah. not the correct spelling. Okay. Or it's the worst spelling, I should say. Okay. I agree with that. Thanks. You're the only Juliet I recognize. Thank you. Um, a very special guest watched the show. Miss Zoe Simmons, Bill's daughter. So we're gonna talk to her about it. If we're gonna talk about Siesta Key, we need to talk to someone from the actual demo, like the target audience. So we have the one and only Zoe Simmons. Hi, hi, hi Zoe. Zoe.
2: Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm great. How much do you love Siesta Key?
2: Um, as much as I love chocolate, which is saying a lot. So, Zoe, <laughs> how many times have you watched the first episode of
1: Siesta Key? Like
2: three times, I think. Okay. Three times. In it's the... an hour. That's a lot of time. I know. I I spend a lot of my time. I don't, I don't do much. I just got back. I'm it's very summer. tired. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You're allowed. Do you watch <laughs> other MTV shows? Um, I don't think so. Well.
1: No Team I've Mom been... for you? No, I I don't like what that. About, what about Teen Wolf? I heard that's popular. Never watched it. Okay, it's ending, so don't get into it now. No, I don't want to watch it. And
0: have you done any of the Laguna Beach, the Hills, kind of the the old people versions of these shows?
2: Little bit. My dad showed me a little bit, but not much. Okay. I want to start watching it though, because he said that I'd be in like, I'd all time love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They are really good. So, who's your favorite character on Siesta Key?
2: I like Madison. She's the best. Interesting. Yeah. I think she's completely natural. That's why I like her. She seemed like. Yeah, no makeup. That's the only reason why I like her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I have a question about Madison. Because here's the thing. It's Juliet with two T's and an E Ooh, to differentiate from our Juliet. The uh, I'm going to call her the other Juliet thank for you. the yeah. uh, for this entire podcast. So the other Juliet is narrating the show, right? Yeah. Or she narrated the first episode. Yeah,
2: I didn't agree with that. I didn't like that. Okay, right because because she, she's supposed to be the enemy. So why is she getting to narrate it? Thank
0: you, Zoe. This is my question.
2: <laughs> I agree.
1: So it's clear that we're supposed to be rooting for Madison, right?
2: Yeah obviously okay if the first
1: episode ends with you crying you've got to be the one that we're rooting for
2: yeah right
0: so why why even put juliet other juliet in
1: the narrating situation maybe they couldn't get a madison to agree to it early enough in development they weren't sure if she would like come through or something okay here's the other thing i do want to ask though I
0: th- are we all here team madison yeah, I, I am definitely Team Madison.
1: Uh, yes, although uh, I would say I'm I'm most interested in the model, the blonde model. Yeah, Kelsey.
2: Kelsey, yeah, I like her a lot too. Me too. I, ha-
1: I have a lot of questions about Chloe that I'd like to
0: come back oh, to. Oh, sure. But so here is my one question: is that we're all Team Madison, but it's J- other Juliet and Alex who are dating, right? Yeah. So we're technically Madison is not hundred percent in the right here. Am I? Am I understanding the relationships correctly? Yeah, I think yeah. So. I guess my other question is: they keep saying, like on the text, that Jul- other Juliet is Alex's girlfriend, but the conversations that they have—yeah, there's been no formal commitment. Yeah, no. so no one's actually dating, right? No. Okay. That, not, not that I'm aware of. So at then, least. why do they yeah. go to the party together, Alex and other Juliet?
2: I really didn't understand that completely. That's why okay. I watched it about 3 times. Okay. <laughs> Cuz I was um while watching it, I was noticing I feel like he's still really into Madison. Like I could see something that he definitely still had feelings for her. But I I did not like the fact just other Juliet, she's kind of obnoxious. Like she really bugs me while I was watching. She was jumping all over him and I was just like, Why do we have to see this? Why is this worth it?
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I would not want to be at a party with her. It's
2: just it it did not look like fun. But I don't I really don't know why he took her to the party. Maybe it was a dig at Madison or something, maybe I, I really don't know. Maybe that.
0: bruised EOS. Yeah. Here's a follow up question. How do you feel about Alex generally?
2: I think he's a snob. I'm
0: not nice. like him at all. I agree with you. Yeah.
2: He he's it's just I don't like the nature I don't like anything about him. It seemed like he was he was kind of he was flirting with various girls at yes, the time he that he was he was kind of like stating that he was with this girl but he kind of wasn't. He wasn't really deciding if he wanted to be with her or not cuz he still lo- was looking at other girls and he still was like acting like he was in the game. But
0: Yeah, I agree he seems like a dirtbag. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Is he worse than like Steven Stephen and other of uh, the first generation of MTV shows mm-hmm. Juliet I remember best um, the real Juliet.
1: Stephen, thank you. Stephen Coletti was the, like was the Alex of the of Laguna Beach uh-huh. and he was so much more he was much more secondary. His personality really did not come into the show for a while, maybe because uh-huh. he didn't have one, but like he just like he wasn't really a focal point. It was so much more about like the women versus women, but mm-hmm. I learned that the show was completely funded by Alex's father. So that like by necessity makes him the central character. Yeah, even though he does not seem to have a lot more personality than Stephen. <laughs> no, but we got a lot more of Alex than we got like in season than Steven than for like three episodes, I think, because like the whole conception of the show is based on his father wanting to do this. So that's like pretty wild. And it's his father at the party, right? Who's on who greets everyone? Yeah, I think. So. And tells everyone to stay in school, which
0: is a good message.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. work hard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Zoe, what do you think of the of the cousin slash DJ slash rapper? Um, his name was Paul.
2: He he was Polly Paul. That's what he said in the beginning. I still didn't like him. I felt like he had, he had the same kind of vibes that I got from Alex. He seemed a little obnoxious and he seemed, he was, he was wild. That's a good word for him. Like he seemed, he was really, he had a lot of personality. I could tell he really, he really showed what he wanted to show during it. And he kind of, I don't really know how to describe him. He's so weird. It's he's also
1: also quite derivative like what what's Chloe's okay what'd you think about what's what did you think about chloe
2: oh i like chloe a lot i thought that she had a lot of personality and she was cool it seems like she could definitely be trouble though well,
1: yes
0: that's what i was gonna say i liked her too but it seems like there are gonna be some problems yeah, with chloe definitely and, and not like she before she gets apparently punched in the face which do we have any <laughs> yeah, do who we punches know what, her? i don't know was there like i watched the <sighs> teaser was there any information that i missed no I okay didn't. have you ever been
1: punched in the face who gets punched in the face what? girls <laughs> don't get so punched in the face, girls like, are so weird girls are more
2: up. cyber bullying or word bullying but i wouldn't I wouldn't expect her to be punched in the face. That's I, more of a guy thing.
1: I actually was surprised there weren't more, like, cell phones on the show. There wasn't yeah. more, like, Snapchatting mm-hmm. and stuff. That was yeah. kind of weird, right?
2: I guess they're going for older time. Maybe. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's <laughs> not, a throw like between <laughs> Zoe and us in age. I, I guess. guess so.
1: Yeah. That's a good point.
2: Because if this was, like, te- if this was kids in, in our time kind of century... They would definitely be all over Snapchat, all over Instagram and like making stories of people and these kids weren't doing any of that. Yeah, there was no
1: t- phones at the party. Yeah. I wonder if they weren't allowed to have them for T V or something. That's probably what Possibly, happened. Possibly, yeah. Wait, but let's go back to Chloe and the other Amanda. Yes. That's what her
0: name is. This uh. is weird. I did not realize till <laughs> this exact moment that there's a Juliet and Amanda on this show. We we're bound to talk Lord. About this. <sighs> okay. All right, the other Amanda,
2: not nice, not nice at all. There's never been a nice Amanda in TV, no. but anyway, she seemed very cruel. I did not like her at all. And so the tell me about the girl code. Well, she seemed all over Brandon after her telling, after Chloe telling her at the nail salon that she was into him, and she was all over him at the party, and she was trying, to, she was trying to get interest from him, and she was. Just all over him the entire time. And I was really surprised and I was really angry. But and I could tell from the nail salon that she wasn't a good person. Yes, you
0: definitely. I could as well. Also, but here's the thing Chloe confronts her about yeah. it. Yeah. And she gives maybe the worst excuse. <laughs> like she doesn't really even try to yeah. explain or that apologize. That was disappointing. She mm. was just like, it was him, not me. I didn't have anything to do with that. But she,
2: like, was, she completely was the one who started it. Yeah, 100%. And did not feel bad about it at all. No, not at all.
0: Never trust in Amanda. Mm-mm.
1: Wow. I did not like no. her. That's a bad. That's a referendum. Yeah. yeah um, what are some of your predictions for the future of this of this show? And what's going to come to future mm. episodes?
2: Well, from the three times I watched it. Great. <laughs> I've really thought about it hard and it's it's kind of hard to tell. But I was thinking more of Madison and Chloe create an alliance
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. Because I was
2: thinking about how they work at the same place. They're yeah. going to become very close. And something's something is going to happen that's going to screw everything up, and they're going to have to become even closer friends, or they're going to have to do something together. Well,
0: can I ask one complicating question there? Yeah. What do you think Chloe's feelings about Alex are?
2: You know, she seems like she leaks him all the gossip, all the information. Right. And she... they. She said that it's kind of her best friend, her guy best friend. I don't know if she actually likes him. I I don't know. I feel like it could be just for the popularity because he's oh interesting. He has the nicest house. He's the richest guy there, and everyone everyone kind of bows under him. So you
0: think she might not even like him? She might not even like him. Can I tell you my theory? Which Mm -hmm. is that she like like likes him, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: And so then I am concerned (laughs) that that is going to become like a real problem that definitely between
1: her and Madison. (laughs) Alex should have been the narrator. I mean, Chloe should have been the narrator. Yes, the best friend who has like the access to all the stories. But I think she's like, as Zoe said, she's a little she's not nice enough to be the
0: narrator. It's true. Although
1: Lauren Conrad also wasn't that nice. Yeah, no. Although I did love, (laughs) I I did and do love Lauren Conrad. Mm -hmm, So whatever.
2: I just—it's disappointing that Juliet, other Juliet, not you, you. gets to be the narrator. It's like—I agree. It's so disappointing. I agree.
1: I went deep on her Instagram. Did you look up all these people on Instagram? No,
2: I only looked them up on the internet. They
1: have a lot of just like, severance at the beach all the time with (laughs) friends. It's very like Instagram model. Yeah, that's mm. not my fave. Although, what's her face? Kelsey's actually a very good model. It seems like, and like Mm -hmm. she's legit.
2: She's the candle like jenner her of the group. In the show. That, yeah, that that's definitely what she is. Her boyfriend's a real zero, though. Did he speak? Yeah, no, he has like no personality I at all.
0: I think he said yeah, I think he said that she looked pretty once. Okay. Which if like if you're only gonna have one line of dialogue, it was a nice respectful line of dialogue. It seems like a nice relationship that they have. I'm just saying. He's such-
2: He's Although he though. has, like, a great stomach and nice abs, he has a weird body. If you really looked at it... It's not proportional, yeah. Yeah, me and my mom were talking about it, and she said he has, like, Popeye arms. His arms are huge. True. And then he's, like... He has this, like, skinny little lean stomach with all this muscle. And then he has really, really small shoulders. Like, they barely come off. It's, it's true. It's
0: like he added a bunch yeah.
2: of muscles
1: onto what it's was a so, pretty skinny frame. It's a
2: weird body, and he's in a bathing suit all the time, so it's, like...
1: Do you think your friends are going to watch Zoe?
2: Maybe some of my friends, but I feel like most people are into Riverdale right now. I like that show. Still, too. I love that show. And they're into more of that instead of this. Because I feel like the difference between that and the difference between this is that's kind of more dramatic. And, well, I guess this is dramatic, but it's. You should kind have of a watch party.
1: Invite your friends over and it's you guys yeah, can watch yeah.
2: it. Yeah, it's. A, I don't know. I don't think they will. I think I'm. Like, the only person who will be watching this show. Because I show absolutely a- love this. Sign for MTV. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: can we do two minutes on Riverdale? Yes. Who's your favorite character?
2: Riverdale, um... Are you more of a Jughead
1: or an Archie girl? Jughead, all Oh my god, I'm great.
2: shocked! I... Everyone... Okay, so this is all over Instagram. All of my friends, they love Jughead. They really? Hate, they hate Archie.
1: I'm shocked by this. I, I think Archie's way better.
2: Just How- because they think that he... Archie really doesn't have a weakness. Uh-huh. I feel like he just.
1: Oh, so you like the vulnerable types? Yeah. Like he's how, not vulnerable
2: okay. at all. That's true. His, jug, his jug dad head, may have died, though. We yeah, don't know. That's, but that came towards the end. Like yeah. Jughead, he's homeless. <laughs> that's <And> true. <laughs> his dad is in like this group of scary people. And he he's much more vulnerable, which his pers- I feel like his personality definitely came through and was much more bold than Archie's was. Yeah. But I, I still like Archie. It's just I like Jughead a lot more. It's
1: his birthday today. I know. I was very excited. Um, I was my my college roommate and I were talking about this this morning. Betty Veronica. Betty. Nice. I like her, too. I They're like dating her. in
2: IRL. Really? Betty and Jughead. Yes. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. I like her, though, just because she's I feel like she's very, very smart. And it comes off in the show. She's She's one of the more intelligent people in their group. Definitely. And I like that about her. Like, I like how she found in, in his, in Jason's, um, in Jason's jacket that she found in the lining, she found the clip. That was like, that was super intelligent. Yeah. She unlocked the whole thing. Yeah. She completely figured out the mystery because she applied real life situation into like this show.
1: We'll have to do a separate Riverdale podcast. Yeah.
2: Riverdale so
0: good. It really is. Can I do one final Siesta Key question? Yes, absolutely. Yes. What is, like, if you could decide what happens at the end of Siesta Key or this season and like mm. everyone makes the best choices and you get exactly what you want, what,
2: what happens? Ooh, who ends up together? Who's
0: friends? Who's not friends? Who are you? Who are you rooting for?
2: I really want them to turn on Amanda. I want every, I want everyone yes! th- to turn on Amanda. I want her to be the person that everyone hates, and I want Juliet to go down with her. No offense to either of this you. This is
0: amazing. This is <laughs> just like, you want the end of Jam Session. That's great. <laughs> I support your decisions.
2: I, I do not want... Well, they need the threat, and they need the enemy in the show, That's so they're going to have they're- to keep them, but I just do not like them at all. I feel like they're going to gang up, and I feel like something's gonna go on between them. I don't know. I in the end of the show, I want I want Chloe dating Brandon. Cause I just feel like that'd be really cute. Chloe and Brandon. Yeah, you seem nice. That would
0: yeah, it's what she wants. That's all fun. She, and she got punched in the face. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel, like, she needs I to feel win. like
2: she's trouble and he's more of like a low key guy. So I right. feel like that could mesh well. That's good. And I like I don't want Alex dating anyone. I, don't I like agree. Alex. That's what I was
0: going to say, too. Yes, Alex out of the picture. Yeah, I don't. That want, is
2: correct. I don't like Alex. I'm sorry <laughs> to tell you it's never happening. Yeah, but. He, can, he can host the parties and then
0: everyone else has a nice time without him and we don't have to see his face yeah. anymore. And yeah. I want
2: Kelsey to become a front runner. I want her to become like one of the main, main people and okay. evolve over the time period of her getting even better and like getting more popular throughout the show.
1: I think that sounds great. Zoe, thanks for talking to us. Yeah, delight.
2: Of course.
1: What a week it's been on Jam Session. Highs and lows. Highs and lows. Mostly, I think mostly highs. Okay, that's good. I just, I was being honest, thanks you know? For, thanks for listening to me as I talked, like, in a maniac about music of the WB. It's great.
0: I love it when we can just really go to, like, deep Juliet brain, you know?
1: It's something that's just really important to me. It's always a surprise, and it's always <laughs> uh, in, enjoyable. Thank you. Um, Thanks for listening. I'm Juliet. I'm Amanda. Not the ones from Siesta Key. And thank you to Hotel Tonight.